Okay, Mr. Windsor, anytime you're ready. Thank you. Come on, E. This is where you say something smart. Edwin, please, you have agreed to this. We have provided capital for the creation of this podcast. Share your insights, raise your profile, attract a better clientele. Don't you remember? But one should not surrender. Surrender to the modern merely because it is here, in such vast quantities. Yes, Edwin, I remember saying that. But one must try new things if one is to change and grow. But it all seems so populist. Yes, Edwin, yes. But one cannot sail directly into a headwind. One must tack, dear boy. And by indirections, find directions out. I don't know where to start. Start with that devil thing. Devil? Oh, you know what I mean. That bit about history being written by guys who kick your ass and the the devil getting the bad rap. Victors. Yes, history is written by the victors. Oh, for fuck's sake. You, AV geek. You got another microphone? Uh, I thought this was Mr. Windsor's podcast. Jackass, he's dying up there. I gotta save my buddy. Now set it up. You're listening to How to Succeed in Evil. Advice from Edwin Windsor, the world's most dangerous consultant. Are you a supervillain in a mid-career slump? A D-list hero who's thinking about changing sides? Or a large corporation that's decided there's no room on the bottom line for morals or ethics or scruples or any of those other words I forgot as soon as I passed the bar? Edwin Windsor, evil efficiency consultant, can help you. Mean-tempered British operators are standing by. I resent that. There you resent everything. There we go. So as I was saying, Lucifer... Ah, yes. My point was about the importance of good public relations. For the devil! Topper, please. There's no need for hyperbole. It is a logical place to start a comprehensive discussion of villainy, as the devil can be easily characterized as the first supervillain. Revelations 12.7 says that a war broke out in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought with Satan and his angels. It is said that Michael won, and Satan, who deceives the whole world, was cast to earth, and his angels were cast out with him. There are a number of problems with the official version of this story. First, if the devil is so good at deceiving the whole world, then why doesn't the story go like this? An ambitious executive, faced with waste and incompetence, attempts a hostile takeover and fails. Because seriously, look at a platypus, right? You manage to be simultaneously sacrilegious and irrelevant. My real point is about business. Trading in the goodness of mankind is not a sound business model. Nobody ever went broke underestimating the American public or any other public. So purged from the ranks of Heaven Incorporated, Lucifer proceeds to start his own company. Onlookers of this time might well have thought that the devil was ill-advised to do this with an unproven business model. One assumes that... All business models must have been unproven back then. It might have been said that he was angry and undercapitalized. What else would explain where he chose to set up operations? He bought up a large tract of undesirable, seemingly worthless land and brought it into first productive use. This is entrepreneurship of the first rank. He invested in evil, choosing to set the foundation of his enterprise on human foibles, failings, and misery. If we choose to follow the logic of the mythology, souls are worth something. 
Stories of the devil making deals to acquire them abound throughout history. And God outsourced the processing and ownership of evil souls to him. Even the most cursory examination of humanity will show that saints are exceedingly rare. That makes it easy to corner the market, but the market is so small and grows so very slowly. But even if we disregard the questions of the soul and its value, it is easy to see that the devil runs a prison. The construction and operation of correctional facilities is a big business. The GEO Group, which owns and operates prisons around the world, is worth $2.8 billion. But that's just to house the living, which seems foolishly short-sighted when compared to the lucrative contracts that provide, literally, for eternal damnation and detention. That is a revenue stream in perpetuity. Okay, I mean, this started off funny and all. You know, having incorporated spins the story for damage control. Cute, makes sense. But you're veering into very dangerous territory here. I mean, what if there is a god? You know you're going to hell, right? If there is a god, it is clear that he holds the devil in high esteem as a valued business partner. Consider their useful associations throughout the years. The devil testing Christ in the desert, tempting him with the sin of pride to step off the cliff and demonstrate his powers. I have neither the time nor the inclination to search through the Apocrypha, but the original tale does leave one with the suspicion that the bottom of that particular cliff is littered with the bones of substandard messiahs who didn't quite pass the test. Okay, Biggie, starting to get a little blasphemous there. The phrase is an incidental damnation or, or occasional damnation. It's eternal damnation. I mean, you're suggesting that God and the devil are partners. I suggest more. Not merely partners, but friends. Who better to understand the burdens of greatness than the great? Take the book of Job. I'm just going to come right out and ask this. Edwin, do you not believe in God? When I look at the world, especially the human sphere of activity, I find it badly designed and poorly administered. Too much is left to chance, and too much is uncontrolled, and we spend far too much time and effort trying to manage risk. A good God, a just God, an all-powerful God who cares for the welfare of his creations, the very idea is absurd. You know, maybe you should believe in God, you know, just in case. So you don't go to hell, you know, in case uh, you're mistaken. Topper, the best I can do in that direction is to admit the possibility that a committee of exceptionally petty gods might run things. Religion, on the other hand, especially the organized variety. Now there is an idea I can believe in. A wonderful way to succeed in evil and it has been used for manifold purposes, a tax shelter, a justification for war. Is there anything better than a good holy war? No. Deus lo volt. When God commands you to go forth, forth is exactly where the weaker and less sophisticated minds will go. Of course, the church is badly managed these days. Really, who lets such a magnificent instrument fall into such disrepair? that all it seems good for is providing legitimacy for pederasts. But the proper uses of war and religion will have to wait until another day. Unless I am mistaken, that motion the engineer is making does not indicate 
that he longs to be put to death. Edwin, you scared the nice man. Deep down, no man is nice. 